Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about the good time had a long time ago. Think about barking about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Well, it'll be the last sunny morning we'll bring you here on the Watchdog Morning Show for 2023. I don't know if it's sunny outside or not. Forecast calls for clouds. Uh, let me see what the Wheeling Ohio County Airport is showing very quickly. Uh, partly cloudy at the Wheeling Ohio County Airport. 34 degrees at the airport. 32 at the Highlands. 34 in Elk Grove and 33 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network. And uh, it is going to be an increasingly cloudy day. A high, a little bit warmer, 41 or so. And that's really kind of the way it's going to be all weekend long. Temperatures in the 40-ish temperature range. Uh, rain, some snow kind of, you know, a little bit mixed in over the course of the uh, of the day, uh, every day, over the next uh, several days. Bob, I just realized I have not been checking the text line at all this morning. And I have a couple here. I guess I really should... Um, Pick up off the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600. Uh, we've been talking about the news stories of the year here in the Upper Ohio Valley. This texter says, while not really a news story, one thing that stood out for me was how great the weather was this year. That's a great one. Absolutely. Not too cold or too much snow in the winter, not too hot and humid in the summer, along with only a little bit of rain all year long. We just had a great weather year the whole year long. That's pretty perceptive. I didn't think about that. Well, it all started in February when it hit 80. Remember that? <laughs> in February. Exactly right. So uh, that's a good one. That's uh, that's a good one. Uh, off the Frio Stack Ox Service text line, I see you finally got your wires uncrossed. Okay. I'm... <laughs> Maybe the internet, Howard. Maybe Sometimes the... I just uh, no, don't know. Oh, okay. A story we did not mention uh, for the region the multi-million dollar bridge in Wellsburg open, that which I used to call the bridge to nowhere. And, you know, again, it wasn't as close to us uh, to make a lot of noise, but it, the, the first couple of days it was huge because it was in our bordering state. But the, but the uh, train derailment and all the contamination up there in uh, what, what county? East Columbia, Palestine, yeah. Columbiana County, County, yes. Actually, that's a that's that probably deserves to be in – the top 10. But it kind of like ended quick, Howard. And you, you know, you, we really had to probe and probe. And then it seemed to me like it just it just kind of went away. It didn't really end. It just sort of stopped being talked about. You know, we spent what, a couple of weeks, I guess. I mean, in the beginning, we spent days, boom, 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 boom. We had a couple of guests on talking about it. And then for another week or so, we kept updating the stuff going on. In the, and then it was just kind of like, and the problems are still going on. You know, there's still great concern up there. Uh, and that's that's actually a really good point, Bob. We probably should have had that as a top story of the year in the region. Um, and I just didn't, uh, you know, I tend to think, I'm very parochial because I tend to think of here in the immediate upper Ohio Valley. Uh, a bigger story that's going to go on probably into 2024 is what happened at the end of the year up north. And that is the um, the closing of the two bridges up there. Depending on how long those are closed, the bridge up in Chester and then the one uh, in Follinsby, how long will those two bridges stay closed? One opened, 
too closed. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's as I said yesterday, I don't like to be a Bob Slider conspiracy kind of guy. <laughs> but <laughs> made part, somebody mad. Part of me wonders, like, okay, whew, we got that other bridge open. Now we can close these things. I don't know that that's the case, but uh, you know, that's my thought. And as far as you and I, Howard, I'm going to get my horn out here for a minute Uh-oh, because for a second. Uh-oh, bad news. you know, you and I both love what we do, and most days we both love doing it together. But I think we're good at what we do, but what I think puts us over the top is our contributors. If, if, and I don't want to you know, slight them, but maybe that's the wrong word to use. But we get Tom Squidary every Tuesday. We got Bob Nay coming later uh, to, today. Uh, John McCabe every Friday. Brad, Stephen, throughout the state – you know, they let us know what the hell's going on out there, Howard. I, I can't disagree with you even a tiny bit. We have a, a tremendous team of people who uh, are, are part of what we do, and uh, this show would not be anywhere near what it is. Now, it would be pretty good because you and I, you know, but <laughs> it wouldn't be anywhere near what it is if we didn't. And these people are they're not lightweights, as I think we're talking off the air. As uh, uh, Bill Bryson was mentioning off the air, even though Bob had his problems at the end, Bob was considered the mayor of Capitol Hill. At one point, he was listed as one of the 10 most powerful, I think 11, most powerful people on Capitol Hill. And they clear a place in their schedule for us. And and I really think it makes a huge, huge difference. I reached out to Bob last night because John McCabe normally is with us in this hour. And we, I had some plans for that. And then John had some family issues to deal with and said, I can't be there. I reached out to Bob at 9.30 last night. Said, do you got any time tomorrow? Sure, no problem, no problem. Tom Scateri, it's always fun whenever Tom is talking about international politics. He goes, well, when I was covering the war in Kosovo, you know, when I was a, and and then as you point out, uh, our, t- our guys from Charleston, uh, Brad and Stephen on a very regular basis, and Mark Curtis from, from uh, the, the Next Star Media Group is in quite a good bit, and Mark has a tremendous uh, background as well. I, that's a good point, Bob. That's those are highlights of our show. And let's throw Bob Westfall in there. We, we, we damn near end every day with him letting us know and letting the listeners know what they're working on news-wise. So it's great. What a, what a team we have. When I listed, uh, when I wrote down some of the things that are sort of highlights of the year on this show uh, for me, I listed new friends and old friends. New friends like, and I'm not going to list all of them, but just we made new friends like Mike Florio. Mike Florio, NBC sportscaster, Wheeling native, Wheeling Central graduate, uh, does a lot of his broadcasting out of West Virginia, but he is a top-flight, big-wig, major uh, NBC sports figure, and uh, Mike has uh, been a contributor to the show now uh, multiple times this year. So I call him one of our new friends that uh, we've added. And again, we've added a lot of, uh, of uh, new people this year as uh, regular contributors. And then I mentioned, I, when I was jotting my list down, uh, I mentioned old friends. We kind of reconnected here on the show with some old friends. Uh, rec- we reconnected this year with our old friend Candy Stroud. Now, Bob and I used to work with Candy a lot back in the days when we were in D.C. all the time, and Candy put these things together. But what I discovered this year was how what a, how much she had done in the past. She's a big hitter, and it was great to reconnect, but we're also hoping we can do one yeah, more we're trip. Try, we're trying to get the Democratic convention. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we had her in here. We had Candy on the show. Uh, it was a CNN. Uh, oh, it was when Bernie Shaw died, when Bernie Shaw died. 
Candy was one of the very first reporters for CNN. She was the first CNN Washington bureau chief. I mean, that's pretty big deal. Who else do we know that was friends with the Carters? And 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 that's and she was a personal friend when when Rosalind Carter died. Candy says, "Oh yes, I just been to see them a few weeks." I said, "Yeah, what?" She was personal friends with the Carters. So reconnecting with old friends like uh, Candy Stroud, and again others. I just picked uh, those. So, Bob, I'm glad you said that because the contributors we have to this show are just a major part of the show. One of them is Bob Nay, and he's coming up next to help us take a look at what happened on Capitol Hill this year, the Congress in review. That's next. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit from Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands at the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. In the heart of Ohio County, there's a leader who stands out from the rest. John Haglock, a dedicated public servant with a passion for keeping our community safe. With over 30 years of law enforcement experience, John Haglock is a seasoned professional who knows how to keep our community safe. John is not just a law enforcement veteran, he's a proud United States Army veteran, dedicated to the principles of duty, honor, and service to our great nation. John has also been a recipient of several prestigious awards, including the West Virginia Prevention Resource Officer of the Year and the U.S. Attorney Champion for Children Award. Vote for experience, dedication, and a leader committed to serving the residents of Ohio County. Vote John Haglock for Sheriff. This advertisement was paid for by the committee to elect John Haglock Sheriff David F. Cross Treasurer. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Start the new year right, 12 o'clock tonight, when they dim the light. 
let's begin. Did you ever want to be at uh, Times Square on New Year's Eve, Bob? No, I've been to Times Square, but never close uh, to New Year's, Howard. I had a call in between the break. Nice lady, longtime listener, wants to know why they don't show the ball dropping, that big ball, and they don't show the people crowded in there. I couldn't help her because I'm way in bed, they Howard. Do show that. They still do that? Yeah, they, she must be not watching the right network. <laughs> no, they still do the ball, you know, and they, I made jokes earlier about Dick Clark because at the end, Dick Clark had some speech problems, you know, but no, they still, and Ryan Seacrest does it now, you know, the ball still drops, they do the countdown, the, they put the camera on the ball, 10, 9, yeah. 8, and when the ball drops, here it comes, here it comes, gets down to the bottom, 20, 24, no, it's, they show the, they show the ball drop. See, I wasn't sure because again, I go to bed around, I don't know, 9 o'clock, so I, I'm not up, but I thought maybe for security reasons, they didn't allow that anymore, so. Former Congressman Bob Ney is here with us this morning. Bob, were you ever in uh, Times Square on New Year's Eve? No, it's on my bucket list, but then I got too old to want to be there on New Year's Eve. That's a great way to phrase it. Once upon a time, I would like to have been there, but not anymore. It was on my bucket list from 16 forward, you know. Yeah, but but not uh, not anymore. At at the age of 70, I don't really want to be in that crowd. Uh, That's That's uh, right. And because, um, among other things, as I'm told that... um, well, if nature calls, you just, you know, you just do it there because there's nowhere. Wow. <laughs> it's just wow. nowhere to go. Um, I appreciate you being with us this morning. I don't know if you hear Bob. Sure. And I, Slider and I were talking before the break. We're talking today about highlights of the year in the upper Ohio Valley and, mm-hmm. and in the state. And we're going to talk with you about the national, you know, Capitol Hill stuff. But we're talking about the highlights for us here on the radio show. And uh, one of them is uh, the contributors that we get, like you, coming in and mm-hmm. offering such expert commentary. Um, and, and I really appreciate it. And I know that Bob does too. I mean, I, you know, you know, I've been friends for a long time, but still, yeah, I really I appreciate, appreciate that. I really uh-huh. appreciate that you come in and uh, give us insight that um, very few people can bring. So I, I appreciate that. What was I'm going to say that the GOP leadership. Inability to settle on leadership may have been the biggest story on uh, in Congress yes. this year. Would you agree with that or not? Do you have some others? Yes, because there's only there were only 27 bills passed. And <laughs> if I start to if I if I start to read them, I'm not sure if you or Bob would fall asleep first <laughs> if I read the bills. You know, uh, just let me give you a quick idea, okay? Okay. Um, to amend the Grand Ronde Reservation Act. Um, okay, to amend the Salites Reservation Act okay. and to honor some guy, oh, Roger Ferguson, this is a biggie, this was national, uh, he, Roger Ferguson was reappointed as a citizen regent uh, to the Smithsonian Institution. So, yeah, that's, those are the, the biggies. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding you? <laughs> what you're saying, Bob, is it was not the most productive Congress around. Right. Harry Truman, he called the Congress the do-nothing Congress. He coined that phrase. And that was a Congress that passed like 548 bills. <laughs> this Congress passed 27 bills. 27. That, that is now, staggering when you think about it. Well, it's the least since the Great Depression. Now, let me give you the the immediate answer. Ready? Well, uh, less government is better government, you know, except for the fact that the Republicans did not pass um, – well, maybe maybe two, two of the appropriation bills. So they didn't do what they promised they would do. Of course, Congress for years since I was there hasn't done it. All the members of Congress have failed on this to do appropriation bills and do a budget. They fail. But uh, 
They did do 19 votes on two speakers. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and that's where they tied themselves up. Most of the year was the internal, um, I call it circular firing squad. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. I am so Bless sorry. You. I had to sneeze right there. Um, yeah, they spent so much time. In, it's a gr- internal squabbling among oh, the Republicans. Uh, took up so much of the of the air on Capitol Hill in in Congress in particular that there wasn't room to get uh, to get much much else done. Bob, would you agree with me too? One of the reasons little gets done is because a lot of the concurrent crop of Congress people really didn't get elected to do things. They got elected to make speeches and to be on Fox News. Well, I call it theater because and now I I sound old. <laughs> I am old, but I sound old because I'm saying, well, in my day. But I've got to tell you, I really gave this a heart to heart look, and I talked to to people. By the way, I served with Democrats and Republicans, former members. We've talked about this, and I've come to the conclusion it's not that I'm old. It has changed dramatically, and when I was there. There was a certain amount of theater, but very contained. Now it's, it's, it's simply theater. How many votes this year and how much theater went on about who to throw out of Congress, who to keep off the committee? Somebody said something they didn't like. Let's censure them. You know, that was just constant. Uh, Santos had, what, three votes to, to throw him out, I think. Uh, Before one himself. finally succeeded. Yeah. So I think now is more posturing theater and who can be the most outrageous in statements versus public policy. I'm not even – the whole debate this year in these races, congressional races too, is going to be, you know, do you support Biden or Trump? Uh, was the election stolen or not? I mean, it's just going to be ad nauseum the same old stuff. And you're not going to hear any real talk about – as you say, policy issues. I don't care which side of the issues you come down on. You know, do we? Right. You you, the, you look at people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Bobert, uh, maybe uh, Matt Gates. Even these guys and gals, they got elected just to make points, not to pass laws. At least, again, my opinion. Right. They got elected to. to oh make- no. I know Republicans who, if they were honest with you on your show, would tell you that they're sick and tired of Matt Gates. These are good members of Congress that would like to do something. But Matt Gates is what gets the, you know, the attention. And people are sick and tired of him on the Republican side. But what can you do? The margin is so tight. He's been able to just disrupt the entire Congress. They've been able to throw speakers out, you know. And, and again, it's not that they have developed a public policy about the $32 trillion in debt mm-hmm. <laughs> that we face every day. No policy on that. The immigration uh, border situation, uh, there's been no serious public policy on that. So the, the things that count, I think, gasoline, inflation, et cetera, have been put to the wayside. And it becomes, you know, do you support Trump or not? Uh, do you support Biden or not? And, um, you know, was the election stolen? Was January the sixth a bunch of tourists? Were they or were they rioters? I mean, this is what is going over and over and over in these elections, and then of course jumping each other about who made a statement they don't like. I remember a free country where if you didn't like something, you could actually say it unless you threatened to kill somebody, right. and you weren't thrown out of Congress for it. Yeah. Not in today's world. You had what three censures this year? I could be wrong about that. I think there were three censures in Congress. 
I think we had three. Yeah, we have more. We've had more censors than from like eighteen sixty forward. Yeah, and of course George Santos was removed from office. Um, right. When I when I sat down to sort of jot down what I th- thought were the big stories in Congress, I, I'm I'm repeating myself and repeating you. I couldn't think of a single issue that was a policy based issue that got done. There was indeed discussion about budgets and all that kind of stuff, but not really anything got done. The things that popped in my mind, Kevin McCarthy took, what, 15 rounds to get elected Speaker of the House uh, and was there for, you know, a couple of months, and and then they booted him out (coughs) because he ceded power to a handful of conservative uh, Republicans. Uh, And then they went through multiple elections to try and get another Speaker of the House. Those are the things that stand out. George Santos was removed from office, and uh, Tuberville uh, put a hold on military uh, uh, confirmations. Those are the things that I think of when I think of this Congress. Well, right. And the Defense Authorization Act passed, but I've got to tell you, you can do that one blindfolded. That, that's a bill that I don't care if people are beating each other up on the floor of the House, they're going to pass that one. So, you know, that's not a great accomplishment. But let me ask you this, Bob. Do, do, does the, do the people care anymore? I, I don't want to sound so cynical, but do the people... All right, so these members of Congress, to a large extent, got elected to be on Fox News or to stand up and to make these silly, stupid statements to get themselves to the theater, like, to use your word. Does the public even care anymore? You know, I think the public's... I don't know. They've become immune to it, a uh, source of the policy, or they figure it's just not done. I mean, I can think back, you know, you've hosted debates in my past congressional elections, and most of it was obviously public policy, right. and it was debated. And, you know, uh, when I ran against DiDonato and Birch, et cetera, they would bring up, uh, you know, uh, education. We would bring up budgets. You know, we would bring up yeah. immigration, those issues and where we were the same or where we differed on them. But now it's just it's just turned into... I mean, I don't know. It's turned into theater, I think. Yeah, I, and again, the public doesn't see, I, I, at least, the, the public to... may care, but we, at this point, we've reached the point, I think, where it's like, what's going to change? Which, Bob, I would assume is why, that, that, that kind of frustration is why we have so many current members of Congress simply saying, no, Moss, I'm not even going to run again. I think it's an historic number, if I remember correctly. Of members of Congress oh, yes. just saying, nah, not 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 going to just not worth doing anymore. Right, there were thirty-two of them, and then you look at even recent uh, thing. You know, Congressman Johnson is not running again. How many people filed? Three. Yeah. I mean, you know, in the old days, you'd you'd have that thing full. You know, of people that actually wanted to run. Yeah. So public service has lost its luster. That's for sure. I believe so, and and if you talk to people that are up on the hill. A lot of them have quit because they have had it. And then, you know, the best one is when they quit, they really just have had it. And then the press is like, well, why are they really quitting? You know, what's the, what, did they have an affair or whatever? No, they actually just want to get out of there. (laughs) They want to leave. Yeah, they want to go. Well, if you can't achieve anything, I mean, people who, I talk about the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Matt Gates and so on, who I think just get elected to cause trouble. There are people who do want to 
get things done, especially the longer-serving members of Congress who are there to try to get something done. If you finally come to the conclusion you're never going to get anything done, you might as well go do something else. Right. I think it's a, it's a big issue. You know, when people ask, uh, ask if you want to run, uh, you have to look into your heart and say, can I accomplish something? Versus, oh, wow, it'd be great to be called congressman. You know, can I really accomplish something? And I think a lot of people are saying, no, I can't right now until it changes. Then people say, well, go run and make a change. But the system is so, I don't know, so crushed right now. I've just never seen it like this in my time there. Uh, Bob, you and I sometimes I, sometimes joke a little bit about you know, hey, you know, there's. Would you like Bill Johnson's seat? You know, would you like to be back in Congress? Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean it in that sense, but philosophically, would you want to be back in Congress again right now? Well, I'll answer you with this: I got phone calls to be back in Congress on that seat. All right, then let me got, hold on, hold on a minute. <laughs> now, now my reporter's antenna comes up. Now I got to say, and how did you answer those phone calls? And I said to them, give me a couple of days. I talked to both of my kids, and then I thought about it, and I called them back and said, I don't think I can be productive out there. Hmm. I don't believe I can. Okay. And they said, well, we think you can win. I said, maybe I can. I can't be productive because the names are going to be unknown that are running, you know. But uh, That's a good point, by the way. I, I, think, I think this is not stroking you. I think you could win an election right now. I, you know, all the troubles that you had – uh, pale in comparison to things that have happened since then, and you've really a- a- acquitted yourself quite well. Maybe that's a bad phrase to use, but you've really acquitted yourself <laughs> quite well. Um, and and I, I don't think there's any question. I think you could win. The bigger question is, do you want to win? And what's what is a win anymore? Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind campaigning at all. Go go out and talk to people, and you you know you face them, and they either like you or they don't. I understand all that, you know, uh, but. But I, I mean, I had to, and I, I said to some of the people that called me, they were, you know, consultants and people in the Republican system, and I said, um, you know, what do you think could happen out there? You think it's going to change, you know? And they're like, well, I don't know, but you can, you can be back in Congress. I said, that's not enough. You know, oh, oh, wow, I'm back in Congress. That's not enough. Yeah, you, 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 know, you already I, are Congressman Bob Nay. You don't need the title. You've got that title. <laughs> Yeah, I resign, so I get to keep it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you you got the title, so it's not like you need you need it just to put on right. on, on your resume. But I think it's a fair consideration of people, and I know a lot of talented people that aren't running because they really think right now maybe it'll change, but right now you can't get things done. It's just it's theater. I call it theater all the time. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking now as as you and I are talking off the cuff here, I'm going back and thinking about. The various elections I covered back in the day when you were running and not just your elections, but back at that time period, Uh uh, Uh almost everybody who ran ran to get things done. Democrats or Republicans, and they had different Uh ideas of what they wanted to get done. And your point is very well taken. When I would do interviews on the air or even better, when I would moderate debates, there was substance to it. We would talk about issues that the candidates felt passionate about and disagreed about. And you don't have that anymore. It's just not there anymore. Birch and I debated product liability. Who would sit there and listen to that <laughs> today? Think about it, you yes. know? Product liability, while well, you two clowns get off the stage. So, yeah, I, but I recall back, and here's another thing, by the way, 
Howard, because you've been around a long time, and Bob's been around. What about how many times were there debates in in towns in Barton, you know, in Bridgeport? How many debates were there? What I mean, debates, maybe not organized by a bunch of principals, but people would come together in these sort of town halls, and and very few times was it just ripping somebody apart. It was mainly, you know, what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do? What are you going to do about the budget? You know, what are you going to do about education? What about our schools? This is what you used to hear. Well, it's a good point. Uh, Again, going back to the day, uh, when you were running, I remember moderating multiple debates, and they weren't always, you know, big broadcast major things. They Mm -hmm. were sometimes they were just, we did one, if I remember correctly, at the Country Club Retirement Center, I think. Uh, yes, one year, yes. you know, it was yes. ju- it was just uh, you and your opponent. I forget who it was at the time. Um, Mark Guthrie. Yeah, Mark Guthrie. Okay, and we, you know, it was just basically a, a, a debate for the people who were there and wanted to come, um, but pe- but they cared. I, I don't know, B- Bob Slider. Am I am I getting too cynical here? <laughs> yeah, you think I am. You think I am. So I show you how. Yeah, I I just um, I'm just getting. It's just it seems like there's so little gets done on Capitol Hill and no. And the thing is, nobody seems to want to do it. Well, I, I, go, I go back to one point And when this one guy called me, I didn't even get to the point where I called you and others. I just kind of decided they were driving me crazy. So I decided not to do it. But here's here's the thing. When we did the Help America Vote Act, which was massive and comprehensive, and I use this all the time on radio that I do. The, the sponsor in the Senate was Ted Kennedy and Mitch McConnell. Steny Hoyer and I were the principals in the House. Mm -hmm. That bill today, that bill today couldn't even get a hearing. And it was an overhaul of the election system, which had to happen after Gore v. Bush. But that bill couldn't even get a hearing today. People would would rip that bill apart before it had before the ink was dry. Yeah. And that's the sad part. All right. I got to run on. But anything else that you would want to put as the uh, big highlight um, highlights of the of the of highlights or lowlights of the year on Capitol Hill beyond well, what we've they talked finally, about. They finally got a speaker, for now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> and they did pass defense authorization, but like I said, you could you could pass that, you know, with anybody. So, All right, Bob, have yourself a great uh, holiday, a good New Thank Year's, you. and uh, I'm, we will talk again, I am sure, in 2024. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. Appreciate Happy it. Happy New Year. Same to you. Former Congressman Bob Nay checking in this morning here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Text line at uh, 304-214-1600. This talk with Bob Nay is fantastic. Capital letters there. Sarcasm or? No, I think it's serious. Well, I thought it was fantastic, too. In fact, I got, I got a little bit ahead of the game. I thought I might be doing the hokey pokey again over in St. Clairsville, Howard. You know, that election talk. <laughs> Because we were there, weren't we? We indeed were there. Absolutely right. And um, I forgot to mention, in the in the event he does run again, you know, I'm getting close to retirement, but I could be chief of staff. Don't you think? I, could I be was a- thinking that myself, Howard. Yes, you know, absolutely. I mean, if, Perfect if, job for you. If he runs again, and, and I, I believe Bob Ned could get elected again. Um, he would be running for Bill Johnson's seat, correct? Well, that's what we're talking about. But I, I think if he runs for anything in in general, I think he has name recognition above and beyond what anybody else does. And again, they would paint him with the problems he had in the past. But compared to the problems that everybody has had since then, it's like it's like shoplifting a piece of bubble gum compared to armed robbery. You know? Think about the spot we could do, 
Hi, I'm Bob Nett. You probably remember my name. And yeah, I used to be a congressman. I went away. Do you remember what that was for? I took a golf trip. <laughs> Shouldn't have done it, but I wanted to play St. Andrews, and it cost me my job. And I learned from that. I, I really think you could turn that around. But I didn't attack the Capitol. And I didn't take any money, and I didn't do that. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, I didn't do that. I, I played golf. <laughs> what the St. Andrews. Yes, indeed. And I can't, and I play golf badly, which is true for Bob Nay. All right, 19 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. The clock is ticking down on 2024, 2023, and cl down even more on our show in 2023. Uh, final update on headlines. Do we have headlines? We do. All right, uh, Rebecca Little is here with Ohio Valley Headlines. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Little with a look at your 7 News headlines for this Friday, December 29th. Everyone knows that fireworks on the 4th of July go together like peanut butter and jelly, but New Year's is the second most popular time of the year for people to light them off. Up until recently, though, it was illegal in the state of Ohio to set off fireworks to ring in the new year. On July 1st of 2022, it became legal for Ohioans to set off fireworks on certain holidays. The law states that on New Year's Eve, beginning at 4 p.m., Buckeye State residents can begin lighting them off. The law also covers New Year's Day. You can light them off legally from 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. for any New Year's Eve party spillover, and then again on New Year's Day from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. There are more rules to follow, though. Only fireworks purchased in Ohio can be set off in Ohio, and you can buy them from any of the many licensed dealers across the state. But be careful because your local area could have additional restrictions not covered under the wider state law. Meantime, watching a ball drop is a New Year's Eve tradition, but what people don't want to witness is a drop in their bank account balance. A study by Eventbrite shows 53% of people say they still want to go out and celebrate, but they're only willing to spend about a maximum of $100 on New Year's Eve festivities. If you're looking to cut expenses, think about hosting a party at home or going to one at your family or friend's house, going out to dinner, then having drinks at home is also another good option. And it's the time of year for sickness, and in the Ohio Valley, a variety of illnesses are currently widespread. So how should this affect our plans for the New Year's holiday? Ohio County Health Department Administrator Howard Gamble says we can certainly celebrate with friends and family, but do it wisely, and that simply involves basic hygiene. Gamble says if you're washing your hands, you're helping out everybody around you, and it's as simple as that. Gamble also says colds, flu, and COVID are currently in abundance, but also there are quite a few cases of rotavirus and norovirus. That was a look at your 7 News headlines. I'm Rebecca Little. Have a happy and healthy Happy New Year, Ohio Valley. I'm Deepak Huda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cath Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WV Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. Clairsville. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. 
When the unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. Toyota Thon is on, making right now the perfect time to get a great deal on your next car, truck, or SUV, like a sporty 24 Camry or affordable and stylish Corolla, both with available all-wheel drive. Or test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Tundra with enough cargo space for anything the winter has in store. Find out more at buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. But hurry, Toyota Thon ends January 2nd. Toyota, let's go places. Live and local every weekday with 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to You know, uh, we kind of laugh and stuff. Honestly, on New Year's, when the ball drops and Old Lang Syne plays, I get a tear in my eye. I really do. It just it brings, you know, because I, I guess maybe part of it's my age. I stop and I think, you know, what's the next year? How many more years? I think of, well, we made it through another one. Yeah, we made it through another one. Or are we going to make it through another one? <laughs> yeah, and, and can we make it through? can we make it through one more? This is a hockey puck in here. I'm sorry? This is a hockey puck. Ah, did Donnie have the uh, nailers in yesterday? I, I don't know. The reason I'm bringing it up is I actually thought this looks like what I have at home, which is a jar of CDB cream, and I was tr- getting ready to put some on my neck and help my neck feel better, but uh, it's a hockey puck. It's I a, thought you were doing your Don Rickles. I thought you called me a hockey puck. Hey, hockey puck. Yeah, you're a hockey puck. Um, text line, 304-214-1600, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Rebecca was talking about how it's legal to leak to uh, light fireworks in Ohio this year. It's legal to light more than fireworks in Ohio this year. Party on. Yes, indeed. Hi, Howard. Uh, thank you for having Bob Nay on and for everything that you and Bob Slider do. Wow, thank you. Happy New Year to you guys. So thank you very much. You can use the Frio Stack auction service text line if you would like to. Bob, I, I wanted just a couple more thoughts about our show in the past year some of the things that uh, were new or different or highlighting of the year. Uh, run down a couple of things we've talked about, at least here at the network. Adding the Pine Room guys to the network was a huge deal. Uh, those guys are tremendous, and they are great teammates, partners, and they do a great radio show. Uh, so that certainly was it. I mentioned earlier uh, we added new friends like Mike Florio this year. Uh, we reconnect with some old friends like Sandy uh, Candy Stroud, who I learned more about this year. I knew these things, but I never realized how how big a deal she was. Uh, You know, personal friend of the Carters and uh, one of the first bureau chiefs of CNN, so reconnecting there. Um, anything you want to talk about as far as the show itself goes? You know what? I uh, She was with us about three weeks, but uh, she sure, certainly made her mark. Uh, her name was Garen, yep, and uh, we were all – that was like for two weeks of that, 
we were in the WVLY studio. I mean, we were in there on top of each other. Small studio. It was hot. It was in the middle of summer. But Garen really made her mark. I mean, I, I remember when we first heard we were going to get a, a young intern. We looked at each other and we went, oh, boy. That's just what we need. This is what we <laughs> this need. This isn't probably going to work out very well. But it was the complete opposite. She came in here full of energy. She wasn't afraid to try anything. She had great ideas. And it, it was really great to have Garen. We didn't have her very long. But uh, that, that three weeks was was special, I thought, Howard. I had her on my list. That was one of the highlights of the year, I think, was was uh, Garen as our intern. Again, she had... Uh, she had great ideas. She wasn't afraid to try anything. She'd do anything. Yeah, she was. She was. She was, just, she she was just, into it. Just go and do it. And it ties in with Garen. It was at the time we got all new equipment here at the station. The station made a major investment. The company made a major investment in all new equipment here in our studios at our transmitter sites. It's stuff that doesn't necessarily get reflected to the audience. But, boy, to us, it makes a big difference. And what I remember, again, about that time, it's not because I'm supporting this man. It's it's not. But I thought it was just really good radio the day that Denny Magruder came in, and that was early in the game. Uh, he was a real gentleman, but you could tell, I could tell that he had a lot more to say, but he, he kind of bit his tongue that morning. And, again, like always, he was a real gentleman, but we knew things were going to liven up uh, as, as things uh, progressed. But I remember that day, Howard, and, and Denny really impressed me that, that morning. And it was when we were in the, the little studio. <laughs> we were it's because our knees was, was banging into each other. Yeah, a, we were playing footsie with each other and not in a good way. I was always glad when Garen was the one beside me, not <laughs> Denny, if you understand what I'm saying there. Uh, so the new equipment, I, really, and thanks to the company for that, a major investment in upgrading the things that we have here and bob doesn't get nearly as grumpy in the mornings as he no things kind of work now <laughs> yeah exactly. it's a little cold in here but other than that not too bad so that works and, and gear in there and then uh just in terms of what we did there were a couple of things i think we were out in front on bob and i think the two big stories in the upper Ohio, in wheeling the homeless story and the streetscape story were two that i by no means suggest that we were instigators or motivators or whatever but i think we were really way out in front of those stories, um, you know, early, early on, putting the homeless story front and center, putting the life hub front and center, uh, the streetscape, we've talked about it over and over again. And in particular, when it became a major issue just about a month ago, I think we were probably among the first to really sit here and and grind that uh, story a good bit. I, I, I think we did a really good job with that stuff. There's many, many things that I just absolutely love about radio. But to me, that is the best. I call it spontaneous radio. That's where something happens. Somebody's on that phone before you know it, and we know it. Our listeners know it. Uh, the, the roadscape, when they were when they were shutting down sections of, of, of the streets in Wheeling, we had callers call in. We, we knew about the detour. We discussed the detour. I love radio like that, Howard, where you, you feel like you're informative, you're, you're, you're helping out and entertaining all, all in one swoop. And... You like it so much, you decided to bribe the Eurocallers yes. last week when I was gone. And again, <laughs> that worked. I, I wish I could make fun of that, but I like the idea. So we're going to work harder on bribing the callers to get to call in. <laughs> we need T-shirts. We need uh, certificates. We need something. You know who we should ask to help us get those things? Who's that? The Pine Room Boys. Those boys, they probably have some in the room there. <laughs> oh, we got it right here. You guys help yourself. Happy New Year, Mr. Monroe and Powerful Pierre. Oh, somebody goes back away. Way back. Powerful Pierre. In as much as I would like to campaign door to door for Nay, 
I am. Oh, this must be Abe. I am too busy going door to door for the next mayor of Wheeling, Denny Magruder. Okay, all right. That will be our big story of the year next year. Well, two stories. It's going to heat up. But the first half of the year is going to be the primary, and that's when we'll have the city council elections. Um, and that from January till whatever the election in May, we're going to be spending a ton of time on the city council races and also on the primary, like with the Justice and Mooney and stuff. And something I don't know if you even you and I have ever talked about it on the air or at lunch, but there's probably going to be a candidate jump up in the wards too, where the where the wards yeah, uh, elections are going, are going to tighten up a little I, I've bit. I've said that before. I think one of the big things that is not one of the un unheralded stories of this year that will become much more critical next year is that we are going to have at least two new members of council. And that's because both Rosemary Ketchum and Chad Thalman are running for mayors. They're therefore their seats, third ward seat. Uh, Chad is second ward, I believe it is. Uh, anyways, the Warwood seat and then the essentially East Wheeling seat. They're going to be up for grabs. Uh, so there will be at least two new members of council. There will be a new mayor. Uh, and then that could be other new members of council, too. So the council itself is going to have a different complexion than it does right now. And that, that's not been paid a lot of attention to. There's a lot of attention paid to the mayor, and that's a big deal. You know, Denny, Chad, Rosemary, somebody else still could get into the race. But the council seats are going to make a difference, too. Uh, so that's we'll be spending time with that. And, again, the first half of the year probably spending a lot of time on things like the U.S. Senate race, the uh, Republican race for uh, uh, governor. Then the second half of the year, now we're running down to the presidential election. And you got Biden and Trump. We assume Biden and Trump. Neither of whom anybody wants. <laughs> That's right. Neither of whom anybody. I've got some numbers here real quick. Do I have them here real fast before I can get to Bob Westfall? Uh, some numbers I just came across this morning. Oh, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I guess I can't find him real fast. Sorry about well, that. Well, you look for that, Howard. I'm going to take a last minute here to say, uh, you, you know, Howard and I, we include what's really going on in, in our life. I mean, there's not a lot that yeah. we, we don't hide. Uh, last year, Howard uh, finally got through, and I'm knocking wood, got through his health problems. And, and I'm sure, talking to Howard, the show helps. You know, when you when you have a job that you love, it helps you get through your personal things that, that are going on. And for those of you that have a really good ear, I haven't said it too much, but this year has been been different for me. Yeah. After 30 years of marriage, I'm now a bachelor. I, I live alone. And this show and the, the fine folks that listen to us, Howard, that pass on those just the perfect timing. Bob, I hope you're doing okay. Bob, I know the, the holidays might be a little tougher on you this year. I just really appreciate that. And and that might have been the help that I needed, Howard. And and it's, it's just wonderful to have a show where we interact on the air and sometimes off the air. Uh, one of the things a lot of people say to me is, um, geez, it seems like you guys spend an awful lot of time just talking about your lives. Well, you know what we do and I think it's important. I, I work very hard that Bob and I have time together to talk about our lives, to talk about things, because we're people. You know, we're just, we're just people like everybody else, and we share with you, and you have your problems, we have our problems, we have our joys and our happinesses. And we, we help each other. We share them with you. Um, and then I try to make sure that we have plenty of good news to, not good, but plenty of news to balance things out with. So um, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, because, again, people say, strange show you guys do. It's by design. Listen, Bob and I come in here every morning and sit down and go, 
Well, let's see what happens today. Let's do it. And then we always end up with Bob Westfall from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Howard. How are you today? Hey, um, it's not only Friday. It is Friday, the last show of the year. And mm-hmm. then the holiday is. Uh, is over. The holiday begins, a long weekend begins for us, but then uh, then a brand new year begins. We turn a new leaf. We make new resolutions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you tell me you, you have next week off? Is that right? I have next week off. I'll be back the 8th or 9th. Okay. Well, good. Enjoy. You got any big plans or just going to take a break? I've, I've got so much work at the house the last couple of months I've let go that gotcha. uh, I think I'll be doing that uh, for, for the entire vacation. Uh, but, yeah, stuff like that. So, right. you know, it is what it is. All right. Well, I've got a couple of minutes here, so let's do a quick rundown of what you're working on at WTRF TV for the day. All right, Bob Heldworth uh, from Panhandle uh, is going to be holding a press conference downtown uh, called Conquer the Cones, Dine Downtown. It's a uh, program that Panhandle is putting together with local restaurants downtown uh, to maybe get them, uh, get people to come downtown uh, to uh, increase people coming downtown to eat and stuff like that while the streetscape is uh, under work. That uh, is at 11 o'clock, so we'll have that uh, presser today. Uh, Jake will be covering that. Uh, a couple of things I like. It's really cool. Uh, while we're downtown, we're going to talk to Matt Welsh about some recipes. Well, you'll enjoy this, Howard. Uh, recipes for the new year. I like the sound uh, of that. Stuff you cook for you, for New Year's Eve. So we're going to talk to Matt about that. Uh, story I like. Uh, Monroe Theater in Woodsfield is holding a luminaries in the square. Started out a few years ago. Um, this is the fourth year for. Started out a few years ago for those who passed away from COVID mm. within the county. Well, now they've expanded to everyone that has passed away within the county. Um, so that event is actually New Year's Eve, but we're going to go down this afternoon. DK's heading down there to talk to them about what it is and how, how nice a program this is. Um, so we will have that tonight in our 6 o'clock. Uh, got uh, sports, weather. Weather uh, looks like it might turn a little cold, maybe a little flurries here and there. Uh, so we'll be watching that. And then sports, uh, Browns make the playoffs last night. How about that? And the Steelers are hanging on by a thread. So we'll have to see how that goes. They play my team this weekend, so they'll probably win. <laughs> Check it all out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30, the region-wide show. Always at WTRF.com, the award-winning website. Or, of course, with Channel 7, Storm Tracker 7 app or news app on your smartphone or tablet. All right. Don't, let, don't, don't, don't hang up on me yet. I just want to tell what a pleasure it is to deal with you every day. Uh, you and Bob have made my job. Uh, it's actually the bright spot of my day when I can start out with you guys. Wow, so thank I you, Bob. have a fantastic New Year. Well, listen, Happy I hope New you do too. Have a good break. Uh, we were talking earlier this morning about what a great partnership we feel we have with you, everybody over there at the Big Seven. And, uh, and we really enjoy talking to you and to Tyler and to, and to Adam uh, and Brenda and DK and whoever else chooses to give us a call. It's just a ton of yeah. fun. It's a great relationship, and we appreciate it. Yeah. You have yourself a great New Year, my friend, and enjoy your time off. We will talk to you in a week or so. All right, guys. Happy New Year. Happy right. New Year, Bob. Same to you. Mr. Slider, Happy New Year to you. For all acquaintance be forgotten, old Lang Syne, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Happy New Year, Howard, and Happy New Year to everyone that's listening to The Morning Show. FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY, Moundsville. From ABC News, I'm Derek Dennis. A dangerous storm on the West Coast. 
30-foot waves hitting California's shoreline, including a rogue wave in Ventura County that sent eight people to the hospital. Meantime, the storm could have an impact on holiday travel at California airports and then ripple across the country as millions of travelers go through TSA checkpoints. Just yesterday, there were 